Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. If you are new to this podcast, every single week we interview other entrepreneurs, other brands, other personalities. Uh, we believe that every business needs to be digital. You've got to have a strong digital presence. You've got to sell things through your website. You've got to be on social media. Um, we also believe that every business needs to be in the hospitality business. Um, today is the day after Easter during the COVID crisis. Um, so hospitality business, the sports business, the entertainment business has been severely impacted by this virus. Um, I'm very excited for today's guest, uh, Miguel Chiqui Luna of the Califino Tequila brand. Um, he has been kind enough to give us his time so we can learn about the tequila brand, um, a little bit about the Soccers, uh, which is the MLS, um, excuse me, not MLS team, but our indoor soccer team that we have here in San Diego. And from our standpoint, it is always interesting to find an entrepreneur, someone that was a professional, um, played professional sports, but now is out in the real world and selling a brand that is close to his heart, close to his family. So thank you so much, Chiki, for your time. Uh, welcome to Digital Hospitality. Sean, thank you very much for uh, having me on. Um, uh, you know, today, like you're saying, is a special day. We're under uh, special circumstances, uh, something a little bit different than uh, what we're used to, than what we, I guess, uh, wanted to be uh, with, right? But you know, it, it's been a blessing. It gives us, uh, I think, all a chance to kind of take a step back, um, take a deep breath, uh, regroup, recharge our batteries, um, business, personal life, family life in general. I think uh, this is uh, it, it's been a good calling. It's been it's been good for me personally. I think it's been good for everybody around me. Just gives us a, a chance to really take a step back and and really appreciate those little things that maybe throughout time we were, you know, going so fast, going so hard. It was one task after another that, you know, you, you hear it all the time. Hey, take a deep breath, enjoy what you have now. And I think more than ever, this has been a blessing for all of us has just really allowed us to, to really enjoy, uh, you know, what we have. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, one of the things I, I wanted to give a little context to the listeners um, who are start listening possibly for the first time, the Califino tequila has been introduced to our restaurant, which is Cali Comfort Barbecue, um, in a way that essentially is the essence of this podcast. I mean, really, we started this podcast to talk about different opportunities that entrepreneurs have, that businesses have, whether you're a small business, a medium-sized business, big business, you can connect digitally to brands, to things that are exciting. And, you know, for us, we've always been entrenched with sports entertainment here in San Diego with the San Diego Chargers, with the Aztecs, with um, everything that happens at Valley View Casino Center, which includes the soccers. We've fed the team. Um, you know, we've been fortunate to have barbecue catered down at um, Valley View Casino Center, now Pachanga Arena. We've um, been sponsored of the San Diego Gulls. Uh, we've partners with the San Diego Seals, uh, the lacrosse team. So for us, as a small business, we found ways to partner with sports entertainment properties to get our product out in front of other brands. Um, it's super cool when a brand like the Soccers has entrepreneurs like your owner, um, like Phil, and yourself that are not just doing the soccers because that's so close to your heart being a former soccer player, but then also doing something that's close to your family, you know, and for us, 
Calicino. For those watching on YouTube, I have our fishbowl here, which is co-branded. We have Calicino on one side, and we have Cali Comfort Barbecue on the other side. And this nice. is in partnership with your company, um, thanks to Craig Elston. And we, you know, because of the COVID crisis, we've been able to be selling alcohol to go. We've been selling our cocktails to go, which actually has your tequila in them. So, you know, we have a deep relationship, even though you and I haven't even met. This is the first time we're talking back to what you were saying before is we're in this world where I would have loved to come to Carlsbad, to your Califino headquarters, to come and bring my team, my Cali Barbecue Media team and my professional photographers, get to, a, you know, a sense of how, you know, what kind of operation you guys are running, but that's not the world we're living in. So we're having this Skype call, which, you know, thankfully we'll um, put into a podcast form and get, get out so that people can learn more about your brand. But it does give us time to pause. It does give us time to sit back and reflect on what is important. And, you know, today I really want to understand, you know, your time as a soccer player, but also your relationship with Phil and your family relationship to what became the birth of Califino Tequila. Can you, can you take us back to, you know, when, when, when did this idea of actually owning a tequila brand, um, come, come to mind? Um, you know, Sean, thank you very much. Uh, first of all, for, for what you do, I know this is the first time we get to sit down and, and really have a chat, but believe me, it's, it's, uh, Everyone around here, uh, Elstein, um, Shane, you know, Chris, the whole group here. Uh, I hear your name all the time, what you're doing out in the community, uh, the sports in San Diego, uh, me being a San Diego native, um, you know, it, it's close to me. Um, everything San Diego is is very close to me. Uh, I grew up in San Diego. Uh, I went to Vista High School. I uh, graduated from Vista High School. Uh, I moved on to uh, play college ball, University of Portland. So I got a taste of the uh, Northwest. And after, I'm telling you, after one semester there, I missed home. I, I said, I got to figure out a way to, to, to get back home. So, um, you know, I, uh, I ended up back in San Diego. I ended up in uh, 2000. Eight, I believe, is when I 2007 is when I settled back in San Diego. Um, around that time is when I got to know uh, Phil. Um, he was that's when he was uh, tinkering with the idea of bringing the soccer's back. Soccer's had been um, in hiatus for a couple of years, and I remember him uh, talking to me and saying, "Hey, uh, I'm thinking of bringing the soccer's back. What do you think? Are you interested in playing?" And at that time, I kind of, I kind of laughed, right? I said, wait a minute, you're talking about the real soccer, right? And the reason I laughed was I grew up watching the soccer at the sports arena. I grew up watching, you know, your Brian Quinn. Um, I grew up watching uh, the soccer in the 80s. So I knew what that, what that franchise, what the name means. Um, so for someone to tell me, Hey, you're going to come back and, and play it. I said, uh, you know, it, it was a little far-fetched. Um, and then the whole idea kind of, uh, comes about and we, uh, we, I mean, me and Phil get to know each other. Um, it was a player coach relationship at first. Uh, we became, uh, good friends. We were both living at the time. He owned the team also. So he was the owner and also the coach. 
Correct. Yeah, he was the owner, uh, the coach. Uh, Phil, having played uh, soccer professionally himself, he has a background of the indoor game because he played uh, for the soccers um, uh, back in the 80s as well. Uh, I think 90s, uh, he, it might have been 90s, I uh, apologize, when he played under uh, Brian Quinn here uh, in San Diego. So he has that uh, background. He has that love for the soccers. And when he brought this project back uh, to, to bring the soccers back to San Diego, it was purely out of love for the game, out of love for the organization, and because he wanted to bring indoor soccer back to San Diego. Um, so that's kind of how that project started. That's how we got to know each other, uh, became friends. Then after a while, we realized, hey, we live right down the street from each other. We were traveling down to the sports arena on a regular basis. So that's when we decided, hey, why don't we just carpool? Uh, we got to carpooling. Uh, that you know got us to, uh, to talk in, get to know each other a lot more. We realized we had a lot in common, um, a lot of our background. Um, it, it was very similar. So we we developed a, a close bond uh, relationship. Uh, as time went on, as a player, he started to trust me more. Uh, it was that player-coach relationship where he trusted uh, a lot of uh, my advice, uh, a lot of um, what I was doing on the field. Uh, he started to have faith in it and, and have trust in that. So that, that kind of bonded us a little bit more. Um, then uh, at some point there, guys, you know, when I got comfortable with the team, I started bringing, uh, it was plastic water bottles with tequila. Right. So I would bring it to the locker room on game day. Around what year? Uh, this would have been, uh, let's see, that would have been around 2010 when okay. when this happened. So about 10 years ago. We're talking 10 years ago. I'm bringing in. Oh, I, I, yeah. I would hope so. Right? <laughs> no, we'd be in trouble yeah. if I was sitting yeah. there. Uh, yeah. So we. I, uh, I kind of was. <laughs> I would uh, bring in my water bottle, you know, into the, the locker room. We'd uh, get done with the games and, hey, uh, celebration, let's have a, a quick shot. And we'd have a shot. Uh, I introduced the, the team very early on to the tequila. And everyone, you know, started asking me, hey, can I get a bottle? And my answer was always the same. I said, dude, I can't even get a bottle myself. That's why I'm bringing in a water bottle. You know, I'd, I'd take uh, a little bit out of time for my dad. I'd tell him, hey, dad, uh, that, that family stash, do you have any of that tequila? Yeah, I have a little bit left or I have, you know, X amount. And I would take some in a, in a water bottle and I'd take it down and share it with the guys. And that's kind of how, how it started, like the whole me so introducing tell me about your dad how was he getting that so uh, my parents i come from a mexican background uh both my mom dad uh both born in mexico grew up in mexico um so we have a close family tie with the town where this uh the tequila is made it's uh, in arandas uh, Jalisco. Right. So back in the day, I'm talking about the seventies, my grandfather was hanging out at these tequilerias on a regular basis and he got to know the families. Right. So he would go to, uh, he became uh, really good friends with the Gonzalez family who is now the tequileria that, that we work with. And the way it was happening is they would call my grandfather or he'd go there, hang out with them, party a little bit, and they'd give him some of the, 
the the family stash. He wasn't getting the actual tequilas that were being marketed, that were being labeled, that were being sold. What they would tell him is, hey, look, we got this family batch. We're not going to sell this barrel. We're not going to market this barrel. This is going to be for us. And they would say, hey, we have, you know, 10 bottles. You want to, we're going to share them with you. So he would get these uh, special batches. Um, And that's kind of how it got going. Uh, As my dad and my uncle, uh, we call him Dio here with uh, Calafino. So Dio, um, he grew up with my dad. He lives in Mexico still. And he is the one who manages and takes care of Calafino, Mexico for us. So the way that works is uh, there, there came a time where uh, my dad was here uh, in San Diego and uh, Theo would call my dad and say, hey, uh, we have, you know, X amount of bottles for the for the family batch. Do you want some up there? Well, yeah, send me whatever, you know, I can get my hands on. So that's how my dad would get the bottles. Uh, Theo would uh, ship bottles up to, to my dad. And so that's how he would ship them from Mexico to the United States. He would, well, he would ship them from Mexico into TJ, right? Because okay. legally without a, a permit, you know, you can't import alcohol. So he would uh, send them there. It's, it's fascinating to me because it's, it's the village story. I mean, my, my wife and my grandfather, they're both from Bulgaria. And in Bulgaria, they make a rakia. Every family in the village makes their own rakia. But it's like that. It's that special batch that when I go to visit, every single man in every single home, they tell me, oh, this is the best in the village. You have to have my special rakia. Yeah. But, you know, her family, they will bring it here when we come. And it's, you know, it's a small bottle, but it's it's made with love. It's made with craft. It's made, you know, it's like, that's something that it, it's bigger than the product. You know, it's part of the love and the craft of actually making it from your own earth, you know? Exactly. It's, it's 100% that for us, you know, uh, when we started the, the conversation here, you asked me when did the idea come about of starting a tequila brand? It was never an idea. It was never a concept. We never thought about turning this into what it is now this is here 100 by mistake it was a miscommunication between phil and myself one day and that's how we ended up with califino but it, i mean from day one it was just you know teal getting my dad the family bottles that we wanted to to drink tequila and then me sharing it with with friends because you know i developed a, a bond um, that I still have with the the guys on the soccers, um, including Phil, the coaching staff, the players. We have a very close bond. Um, it's a bond that I guess you know if it, it's it's a brotherhood that you have when you're involved in sports, when you're involved in certain things. It's just a a, a bond that you can't describe, and you know unless you play the sports, unless you've been involved in in certain activities like that, where you see these people as they're like my brothers. I trust them with my eyes closed. So that, that's kind of how, you know, that I started introducing the, uh, uh, the tequila there to the uh, soccer's in the locker room. Uh, and it was a game. celebration. I mean, you guys are winning championships. Exactly. You're, you're Mr. Clutch, you're Mr. Clutch and Mr. Clutch is bringing in the, the tequila to celebrate the championship wins with you put, putting in goals at the end, at the end of the semifinals and finals. Is that correct? 
Yeah, you know, I was uh, I was fortunate enough to to get a few uh, lucky breaks there in my career where, uh, uh, you know, Elstein, uh, you know, uh, he's he does a great job of uh, reminding me and making me feel good, you know. Um, So, yeah, gave me some good background on some incredible games that I wish I was at. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, those are uh, some moments that uh, that I won't ever uh, forget. And uh, my kids now. you know, Santi is uh, 10. It's uh, today, Santi's birthday today, actually. Uh, so he oh, turns. Uh, <laughs> thank oh, you. Oh. So I have Santi, who's 10. Uh, I have uh, Natalia, who is uh, eight. And then we have a, uh, a baby, Nico, at home, who's uh, he'll be eight months uh, middle this month. Congratulations. That's thank you. So yeah, they're, all, they're, so, all ready, they're all getting ready for the, the family tequila business. Oh man, they they know all about it. They know about Calipino. We're very careful not to, you know, I say, hey, hey, you know, we might have had a little taste of that, you know, when we were teething as babies, but you're for sure not getting that treat. You're, you're not getting it. There's plenty of time for that, right? So you guys for are sure. carpooling. You, you and Phil are carpooling. And then how does the conversation go? You said it was a so, mistake. It was just a joke. Like, Hey, let's, hey, well, let's, here, I'll tell you exactly how it happened. We were carpooling, and then one day we are driving from the sports arena back up to Carlsbad. And he says, hey, man, uh, what do you think? Stop by for a beer. All right, just one beer. So we pulled over uh, in Encinitas. We were at Peabody's uh, right off Encinitas Boulevard. And as soon as we get in, get a beer, and it happens to be karaoke night. So we're sitting there enjoying our beer. Uh, listening to people go up there and it was a great night. So we're having a great time. All right. One more beer. Uh, So we have one more beer. We're having a great time talking. And this is around the holidays. And I remember telling Phil saying, Hey man, uh, I'm going to get some uh, tequila. I'm going to import some tequila. Uh, I've been talking to the guys. Hey, uh, Charles, you know, he wants five bottles. Uh, Farver, he's going to get, you know, five bottles. Um, hey, I'm going to talk to Sue. Seuss is going to get another five bottles. So, you know, I went down the line, you know, there's, there's a few guys that want some bottles. Um, and I said, do you want in? And he goes, what tequila are you talking about? I said, the, the family stuff. He goes, you're going to import the, the family stash. And I said, yeah. And he goes, okay. He goes, so you can get the the formula. They're going to share the recipe and they can get that just for you. And I said, well, yeah, that's what we're doing. I talked to pops and pops is going to take care of us. He goes, I'm in. And I said, great. How many bottles? And he looks at me like I'm, you know, dumb or something. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, I'm in. And I said, how many bottles are you talking about? He goes, dude, if we're going to do this, he goes, let's do it right. And I sat there and I went, I went, wait a minute, just like that. Right. And I said, okay, I'm going to look into it. And I didn't do anything with it. I figured, Hey, it was, you know, talk over a few beers and and karaoke talk. Exactly. I would say it was, it's the liquid courage. Right. So I left it at that a week later, he goes, you know, same thing. We're, we're driving to practice or back from practice or something. And he goes, Hey, so what happened? Did you talk to pops? Did you talk to Theo? Are we going to do it? I looked at him and I said, dude, I honestly thought you were drunk. I didn't think you were serious. And he goes, no, man, I'm let's do it. He goes, if you can get that family batch, 
let's do it. He goes, I want to partner up with your family. By this time, our families had gotten to know each other. We had developed a great relationship. So it was, he was, you know, part of my family already. He got along with my parents. Well, everybody knew who Phil was in my family. So it was kind of a no brainer allowing him or sharing this uh, small part of my family with him. He, he was already part of the family. So I had no hesitations in sharing that with him. So when he said, I'm serious, I went, holy crap. All right, now I got to go back and talk to, to Pops, talk to Dio and tell him about this crazy idea. I jump on the phone with Dio right away. Hey, Dio, this is what's going on. We're thinking of doing this, blah, blah, blah. I run the whole story by him. And he goes, yeah, I think we can do it. Let me get back to you. A week later, I call him, Dio, you never got back to me. He had the exact same response that I had for Phil. He said, I thought you were drinking. You're crazy. I thought you were drinking. You're crazy. What do you mean? You're going to you're gonna start a brand? You're going to import tequila? I said, I don't know, honestly. I, I think we are, but I don't know. We're just going to go with it and see what happens. And, you know, from day one, we haven't had this master game plan where we're going to uh, raise X amount of money and we're going to flip the company. And this is all a 100% passion project where we just hey we want the family recipe hey we want to share this tequila we want to have this tequila here and that's that's kind of what it's been Uh, that's part of the reason why you know year we're uh into like year and a half now from where Calafino has kind of been up and about kind of been born and we're focusing and we're in Southern California. First it was San Diego and Hey, that's all we're going to do. San Diego. We wanted to share in San Diego, our backyard. This is where our ties are. This is what we care about, what we're passionate about. And now we're slowly just went into orange County. I mean, it's spreading uh, very fast into orange County. LA will be coming up next. So we have, now we're starting to think about these different projects. Wait, now it, it is taking off. Now it is picking up. So now, now it's become uh, a little bit more than what you know. Our sat Peabody's having a beer and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm going to bring in you know a hundred bottles and share them with my buddies." Now it's it's turned into a brand. It's turned into something way different than what we uh, originally thought it would. A business. I mean, yeah. How much time? How many employees do you guys have right now? I mean, right now we were just doing, uh, you know, with everything going on, um, uh, you know, it gives us a chance to take a step back and kind of really look at everything. Hey, where we're at, what are we doing? I mean, right now we're up to about 30 employees here uh, with California, no, um, which is stateside. Yeah, that's stateside. And then, you know, obviously we have um, the people in in Mexico that are taking care of uh, our product. Um, everything from from start to finish happens happens there. Um, you know, we have uh, uh, Theo. You know, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, about the, the the bottle, the tequila, uh, the brand. Um, Whoever is not familiar with Califino, um, you know, I, I'm going to tell you. Let's have you give it a try. If there's something about that bottle that you do not like, 100% money back guarantee. You can send me a message, send me an email, and I will refund your money because that's how much uh, we believe in in the product. 
everything from the bottle to the juice, there is no shortcuts uh, that we've taken on it. Uh, we're doing uh, premium juice. Um, we're making sure that the recipe, everything in our tequila is top notch. So our Blanco, it, we want to have the best Blanco out there. Our Repo, you know, it's it's not about a, a money thing. It's not about a, a, a margins. You know, when, when people ask us about, you know, you, you can spend this much or, you know, you spend a little bit more for this agave. We said, no, here, this is what I want. And they said, wait a minute, you, you don't even have a brand. You don't have a name. Why are you purchasing this agave? Why are you purchasing this? I said, well, that's what. How many different, how many different types of agave are there? Uh, well, for tequila, there's only one. There's the, okay. you can use different ones, but we use a 100% Blue Weber agave, right? Blue Weber agave. Yeah. The difference is how long the agave is into the ground, right? Okay. There's different regions in tequila. So that's where you get the different uh, taste in your uh, tequilas. Tequilas from a certain region, uh, from tequila, what they call the lowlands, they're going to produce a smokier agave, a spicier agave. Um, they taste a little bit different. When you go into the highlands, uh, which is where we produce uh, our tequila, you're going into uh, what they call the red clay soil. That's what it's famous for. Uh, the agave works a little bit harder, um, and that's where you're getting a sweeter uh, taste. The, the tequila, right away, when you smell it, it's a little bit more citrusy. It's a little bit more like a vanilla. Um, once you have two tequilas side by side, and after you, you know, I want to say you do a tour or you, you sit there through an education on tequilas, you, you smell them. And right away you go, this has to be lowlands. This has to be highlands. It's, 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 you know, it's there just the way the agave is, uh, uh, it develops. Um, then there's other, uh, things that you, you know, you take into account for the agaves. How long is it into the ground? Then they have to measure the sugar content. So before any agave is brought out from, uh, from the ground, they actually measure the sugars and they say this agave has X amount of sugars. This, this agave isn't as sweet. So that's where they separate. Hey, this agave is going towards this brand. This agave does fall within the, the limits, within the guidelines to be able to be bottled for this brand. So that's where you're paying, you know, from day one, you're paying a premium price for a certain agave that can be used for a higher end, what they call a higher end premium agave to a, uh, you know, an agave that's not going to be as uh, premium as, as um, uh, you know, the other ones. So there's, it's a whole, I mean, I could say, uh, sit here and, you know, we're going to do this. I'm telling you, once we're back to normal, we're going to have you here uh, at our warehouse in uh, or our tasting room here in Carlsbad. We're going to do a whole uh, education on it. Um, uh, we'll sit at our bar here uh, and, I'll let you uh, try the different ones, uh, tell you why this one tastes different than than the other. Um, and it'll be a, a fun process for me. It's now I love talking about it. I love educating people about it. Um, and I love explaining to people why um, they should give this tequila uh, a try. 
Well, I think we should take it a step further and actually go to where it's made. I mean, part of the digital hospitality and the storytelling, you know, I, I talked to one of my best friends, my, my best friend, my best man, Jack Harris. He He's a huge wine fan and he, you know, he's been a huge fan of Gary Vaynerchuk, who runs VaynerMedia, but he did Wine Library TV and he made, you know, tasting wine very popular on the internet through his YouTube show. And one of the things that he talks about as well as other people is wine became so popular because it takes you to that place. You know, the storytelling of when you're tasting it isn't just about the aromas, but it's about the, the actual location of, it takes you to that memory. You know, for you, drinking the tequila not only reminds you of when you first had the tequila, but it also reminds you of when you were bringing it into the soccer's locker room, right? Correct. 100%. I think, you know, one of the things that is going to be a differentiator for brands, you know, moving forward, and that includes us as a barbecue restaurant, is how much during that supply chain can we show? Because we care. I know that you care. I know about the quality of your tequila. But also, how can we share that story with the consumer on the, on, on the, on the other end? Because one of the greatest things that craft beer did here in San Diego locally, I mean, you watched it, I watched it is the more that they educated the consumer, the more that people wanted more of that product in a variety of that product, you know, kind of the same way fantasy football has made football such a popular sport. All these people started caring about all these individual players on all these different teams, right? The more that we care about the details of the process, the more we care about that brand. 100%. Um, you know, just to, to share when you're, when you're talking about details about the process, what's going on with our, our tequila, our bottle. Um, and you, you made a, a, a point right now, you just uh, struck something. We have in each one of our bottles now, we have gone to a leather label, right? Um, all of our bottles now come with a custom leather label and it's 100% leather. The reason we went to that, we wanted a higher end label. Uh, the first batch that we did, it was uh, what we thought was a nice paper label. But then we realized, hey, we want some, it, it just doesn't do justice. We're going premium on everything else. But the label is just like another anyone else has that label. We wanted uh, something a little bit different. When I was a kid, I remember going to visit um, my grandfather in Mexico. And in the back of his house, he had like a little mini shoe factory, right? And they had, I would smell leather. And once, if you've been to a place where they're working on leather, if they're working on shoes, you never forget that smell. Anytime you smell a leather shoe, you go, wait a minute, this is 100% leather shoe. You just know it. Yeah. So we, I don't know how we came up with the idea, but we, you know, it's just like everything else here with Califino. We don't have a board. We don't have this big group. It's, literally the close family ties that are here and somebody comes up with an idea one time we'll say it and it's always all right here we're gonna think about it and literally go and have a beer sit down talk and hey that sounds like a great idea let's do it mm -hmm. so we got a sample of i don't know what i got a sample of something leather and i smelled it and i said oh crap phil smell this and i tossed it to him i said this reminds me of when i was a, a kid and i'd go visit my grandfather in mexico and that's what his house smelled like and yeah, he yeah. goes dude what if we do the labels out of this then 
holy crap, I don't think I've ever seen a leather label on somewhere, but I'm sure we can try. So sure enough, we go, hey, deal. What do you think? Can we do this? Said, well, you're crazy for, for <laughs> even thinking about it or wanting to do that. He goes, do you know what that's going to do to your cost of every bottle? Yeah, but it's going to be cool. It's going yeah. to cool remind me of that that stage in my life. And, and I, I can grab a bottle. I mean, you know, I can grab a bottle now and feel the leather, smell it, and it takes me back. So I'm going, hey, we're going we're gonna to do that. And next thing you know, we're doing leather labels that are done by hand uh, down in Mexico. That's so cool. I mean, those are the things that allow a company, a brand, when you are that small. And like you said, you don't have a board, you don't have all these corporate layers where you can actually execute. And that's the time, the time right now, I mean, back to what when we started is, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, it's gone, given us all cause to pause and find out what is important. You know, the family things that are important, the, the memories, the history. And when you think of something like that, you smell, you know, our senses, our five senses, but you can execute that because of your, of, because of the ability of your leadership for you, your family, your Tio, your father, your, but Phil to say, Hey, this is an idea. Let's do it. You know, and for us, as a barbecue restaurant, we're able to pivot right when the alcohol beverage control makes a change to say, hey, now you guys can sell cocktails to go as long as they're bottled. Now we're actually bottling Califino tequila into a branded Tiger King fishbowl, literally a Tiger King, you know, spoof of the Netflix series that's so popular. We have a Tiger King, which is a spicy mango uh, saladito made with Califino tequila. And we're selling, I mean, we probably just this last weekend, you know, for, we, we went through at least 72 Tiger King growlers, but that, that sounds delicious. It's, it, it, it is delicious. And it's also, but it's also, it, it's a different business. You know, we never thought in, you know, running this business for 12 years that we would ever be able to sell alcohol to go, you know, this isn't Louisiana. It's not Texas. Like that just doesn't happen in California, but this has given us an ability to change and an ability to pivot. And what you guys are doing just by, I love that the leather branded label, that is something that is, it's so unique, but you can't imagine Patron rolling that out. Right. Cause they don't have, a, they don't, they have so many layers to their business that they can't justify an expense like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell, me I mean, about, tell me a little bit about the other brands, the tequila brands and your knowledge having been an outsider and now you're an insider. Um, tell me a, a little bit about, you know, the, the, the difference in the playing fields with, with competing against all these other, you know, brands that we all know and have grown up with. Yeah, I mean, every every brand, you know, has its uh, uniqueness to it. Uh, every every brand started out um, small at some point, right? Um, now you have some of these uh, brands that are, uh, you know, I don't want to say competitors because they're 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 a few years ahead of us, and they're obviously uh, out there. Um, you know, you're talking about the the Casamigo story. Um, you know, I in personally great juice. Um, I, I like their product. Um, you're talking about your Heraduras, right? Heradura, uh, once again, they've been around for many, many years. Um, a great product. Uh, they've done a better job with the marketing lately. Um, then, you know, you go to your your other brands that, that are owned by some of these 
big names and they have the backing now behind it and they taught us and they did a great job um getting the public to think hey this is what you got to drink uh patron being the the perfect example you know patron uh i remember a few years ago when, when they had that song where you know patron so everyone at the club is asking for patron so now the cool thing to do is you buy patron if you want to be cool fantastic job fantastic idea worked out for them and look at them now i mean they're it's great you know it's great what they did um juice uh, you know I, I don't ever like to knock anybody's juice because there's a palette for everyone right some people might like um vanilla other people like chocolate so i'm not going to tell you my juice is better than anybody else's because you might have a different palate than than the rest of us and you know you're not going to enjoy my stuff and that that's okay with me um Every story out there, every tequila, every family um, started out somewhere. I've seen what it takes for them to go from harvesting the uh, what they call it, the piña down there, um, the agave, to working it. That's the people that the, do the labor. That's the and, plant, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So by the time they go through that process, watching the people work. And like I said, you were telling me earlier, we should take a trip down there. I'd love to take you on a trip down there so you can see what it really takes. And you will appreciate every bottle of tequila that much more when you see how much work um, goes into this uh, for these people. Um, you know, uh, going back to uh, a little bit about our, our bottle, uh, a little bit about us. We decided uh, from day one, we saw what it takes for them to make a bottle of tequila from start to finish, that we committed to doing everything in Mexico, right? Uh, for example, our labels are done in Mexico. Our bottle is purchased in Mexico. Um, everything we do, uh, we decided we're going to keep it in Mexico. We could save a lot of money by going overseas, getting it from China and all that. But from day one that's something that we committed to and we told Theo, we told our friends at the uh tequila we said hey you guys are going to give us an opportunity to share this tequila with us we're going to give back to the people in mexico so we're going to have everything we're going to purchase everything in mexico we're going to get everything done uh in mexico just to get back um for for the opportunity um you know perfect example is uh, you know, I'll show you here. We have a rope on top of our uh, uh, top of our bottle. The Very rope cool. is actually recycled uh, agave, right? So Very that cool. comes from uh, it's it's a plant called uh, yute. It's a different type of agave, but after they use it, that that plant gets recycled and it gets turned into that rope, and that's, that's what we're using for our bottle. That's really cool. We had uh, Jeff Fenster. He's uh, the serial entrepreneur of Everbowl, um, San Diego brand, the Acai Bowls. But he yeah. made a commitment. He was on the podcast and he was telling us about their commitment to the Acai berries that they use to make the Acai. But they are working with the village to use the actual Acai berry and turn them into bracelets. And it's kind of the same wow. thing that you guys are doing. And that's the storytelling that I think is 
what's really going to separate brands moving forward, you know, from 2020 and beyond is doing things like the rope on your bottle, you know, like the bracelets by showing that's the craft, you know, like you said, if anyone understood how much work it goes in to make that one bottle of Califino tequila, they would understand and appreciate it so much more. And I think that, you know, that's on us as leaders, that's on us as entrepreneurs to figure out ways to creatively share that story digitally and in person with the education that you're talking about coming in and doing the tastings coming in but it's so much different once you're there right i mean once you're there you know once we started deciding to become a barbecue restaurant it was one thing to have gene goikachea come in and tell us he's the expert he knows how to cook it he knows the right pit that we're supposed to use the right meat that we're supposed to buy the correct seasoning that we're supposed to buy but until we went to kansas city with my wife and with gene where actually the pit is manufactured when you realize how much care goes into making the pit that we're using to smoke all of our barbecue it's the same thing in the craft that you guys do you know that's what separates you from another tequila brand is that you care about those details you guys care about those that process and it's not just the process but the people right the people that are making it and you're giving them an opportunity of something that they can be proud of 100 percent um you know for for us it's it's important that you know, we're not looking at, at numbers, really. At the end of the day, yeah, it, it's got to add up. But more than that, we're looking at the person, you know, going out there. Uh, all my meetings are done, you know, well, until now, but all my meetings are done in person. You know, when I could have uh, a lot of times I can jump on a call uh, to Mexico to shop around something. You know, I fly down there. I want to get to know who I'm working with. Is this a good person or is it not a good person? I want to partner up with the right people. At the end of the day, I, I truly believe um, in in uh, the energies, right? If you partner up with the right people and you're working with the right people, th- those positive energies and, and you're around good people all the time, good things are going to happen. If you're going to save yourself a few bucks, but you're working with the wrong person, it's going to come back around and bite you. So. Absolutely. That's that's why, you know, going down there, taking these trips, getting I want the people to get to know me when they're sitting there working on my bottle, uh, packaging my bottle, cleaning the bottle, getting it ready to go. I want them to know me. And it's not just a corporation. It's not they're not just a number in the supply chain. They're actually uh, people, um, you know, sharing a little bit about that when they're sitting there working on our bottle. Uh, whenever we're bottling, uh, Theo actually goes there every day. He makes sure that everything is being done the way Califino wants it done. But at lunchtime, he's buying lunch for everybody there. Um, and that's something that we tell him, hey, this is the way we want it done. You know, we want these people to know we appreciate their time. We appreciate what they're doing. And it's going to be more than it's a relationship we're building them with them. We're hoping to grow together. You know, we want to be in a partnership where we both grow. We both uh, benefit from this. I don't want to just be in a relationship where I'm taking, taking, taking from them. Uh, You know, I want to show them a little bit of love and show them that, hey, they are appreciated. That means so much. And, you know, it's something that often gets overlooked, but it's the little things that matter, you know, and once we get out of this crisis, it's, you know, like I said, hospitality is in our thesis. It's something that we truly believe in. And, you know, right now, 
we can be digitally hospitable and we can, you know, have those conversations still over Skype, but going there in person, breaking bread, having a meal with the people that you're working with. I mean, just for us, you know, just yesterday at Easter, I mean, our, our staff was overwhelmed. I mean, we, you know, we're accepting orders online when before we'd have, you know, eight, eight servers, three bartenders taking orders on an Easter Sunday. Now the internet's just putting in the order. So, you know, our cooks are getting tickets that they've never seen before, you know, hundreds of orders. And we're trying to feed as many families as possible. But, you know, just me going to the local family pizza place down the street and bringing them back food, is that, that you know, a huge cost us? No, it's not. But it, is it appreciated? Yeah, it's appreciated because, you know, we're not able to sit down and have a meal like we're supposed to. But just, it's a simple thank you. You know, it's a simple act of humanity. It's, these are the little things that we can do. And if we build it into the culture, then people start to understand, yes, you are appreciated. It's very much appreciated that you came into work. You know, it's very much appreciated that you're doing something. You're creating a new business. I mean, they're making, you know, the rope for, for that part of the bottle. And maybe that can, maybe they can sell something to, to a different company. You know, maybe it becomes a different business for them, um, a different source of revenue, which helps their family do things that they never thought was possible. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with your dad and your and 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 the actual immediate family that's working in the business, because that's something we talk about on, you know, any family business. It's any business is hard. <laughs> that, that's the end of the day. We do what we love to do. We're passionate about what we do. We're, we're driven to make the world a better place with our product, with our service. Um, but it's also challenging. Tell, tell me a little bit about the challenges that you guys have. Uh, you know, it's a, to me, it's a blessing. Um, it's, I'm able to have my dad here every day, right? Uh, I see my dad every day now because we work together now. Uh, Pops is, he is um, my best friend. You know, before this, he's he's been my my best friend. He's my go to. I know he's always watching out for for my best interest so I can just kind of um, leave, do what I have to do. Um, and I know there's the person I trust most. They're watching out for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still very involved with the uh, soccer. So during season. Uh, I, I have to travel a lot with the team, training sessions, the whole thing. So having Pops here, watching out for for the business uh, just means everything because uh, he's running. He runs the show without knowing he's running the show. Um, every bottle uh, that leaves here, he knows it's leaving, right? Um, every bottle that, uh, you know, some of the guys uh, sometimes will say, hey, I'm taking, uh, you know, a six-pack. Well, he wants to know where it's going. And he, he, he has his little way about things. These bottles are for restaurants. These bottles are for liquor stores. Pops. And I tell him, <laughs> what does it matter? It, it, it's Reposado, right? Reposado or an Añejo or an extra Añejo. Well, no, he's, he has his way. He's picky about it. And that's the only challenge I have with him where if I grab two bottles that I'm not supposed to touch because he has bottles designated that I can grab because that's just, you know, the way he has them stashed up. And those are, those are the little things, but you know, uh, as far as challenges, honestly, I haven't seen a challenge yet working with, uh, with my dad. He's, he's very respectful. Um, he understands that we're, we're doing this for the right reasons. And if we weren't doing this for the right reasons and we weren't, working the way he wanted us to, to work. Um, 
he would pull me aside and talk to me in a father son relationship outside of the business. And he would say, Hey man, as a person, you're not doing that right. And, and you know, he, he's very, he's a very good person. My dad is one of those people who I don't think you're going to find one person that's going to badmouth him. And that's what, that's something that Theo told me many, many years ago. Um, we were having a conversation and he said, your dad is one of the people that if you find somebody that has something bad to say about him, I want to meet him. He goes, I've never met one person that has something bad to say about him. He goes, now you talk about me. Yeah. There's people that are going to not like certain things or things like that. He goes, but your dad is one of those people who I've never met a person that has something bad to say about him. So yeah, it's, it's a blessing for me, man. Having, um, having my dad here. Then I have very close, um, uh, friends, family, uh, working here with us. That's kind of the, uh, the base of our foundation here. It's people that, that, uh, that I trust people that I know have my best interests first and businesses second. And that's the way we like to kind of go about it. We're, we're still small enough to where we can treat people, um, uh, like family. And we're going to try to hold on to that, try to, uh, keep that as long as we can because uh, you know we know eventually it's gonna you know it's gonna spread it's gonna it's gonna grow uh, but right now we're trying to enjoy the ride as much as we can sure i think you know any any business no matter what stage you're in you you always want to keep that family and that core and the way that you know when we started we had 18 employees and we got up to 65 employees and now with coronavirus we're down to 28 employees you know it's, it's been quite the roller coaster um but nonetheless like once they're family they're family and you know it's how it's how the leadership is the leadership team it's how you treat people it's the product you sell it's caring about the quality which i know you guys do um, it's caring about the branding caring about the labeling all those things are so important um, one thing i definitely wanted to get from you um before we let you go is can you give us a basic tequila education um, the differences between Blanco, Reposado, Anejo? Yeah, so the it, it pretty much comes down to the aging. Um, and every, every tequila is going to have their own different requirements, right? Um, there are certain lab, uh, certain requirements that you have to meet by the CRT. The, it's the, um, uh, the governing body in Mexico. Uh, it's the, the, they call it the, uh, control regulatorio de tequila. So the CRT, they control everything in tequila. You cannot bottle, you cannot have a name, you cannot do anything with tequila without their blessing, their approval. So they have. That's what makes, that's what makes it tequila, correct? That's what uh, makes yeah. the official designation, and that's because of the region that it's yes. grown in. Is that correct? Yes. So they have, uh, right now, in order for something to be labeled uh tequila it has to come from certain part of uh jalisco so jalisco the state of jalisco in mexico has the uh the rights to the word tequila uh how, now they've they've expanded to they, do you know uh sorry what was that how long do they have those rights is it like as far as mexican law goes like, is, it like ISIS? is it like is it something that's in perpetuity or is there like a 50 year 100 year and then all of a sudden other parts of mexico can start selling tequila or do you know i don't know that answer from what i understand uh it, it's it's just set in stone but i could be wrong 
There's power. There's powerful people protecting the tequila. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. There's a lot of uh, a lot of um, business that uh, that happens there. Uh, you know that it, it's yeah. a very powerful business nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> there's not there's not cameras and, and recordings <laughs> at some of those places. <laughs> no, you know, funny story. Our our uh, first agreement with um, with tequila when we purchased um, purchased forty thousand liters of extra añejo and those were purchased after dinner on a napkin no contract no nothing and we agreed on a price we agreed on you know what we were going to do it's on a napkin i still have the napkin and then uh the guy looks at me and goes i like your first thing he says i like your dad he's a straight guy your deal he's a good person and he said you don't fall too far from the tree I like you. Yeah, I'm gonna work with you. So perfect. And I'm talking to the the main guy, like the Godfather That's there right. with tequila, and uh, he gave me the blessing. Said we're gonna work like this, like this, like this. Puts it on paper, and I said, okay. Well, do you, are we gonna get the attorneys to do this? And he looked at me, and he goes, What are you gonna do? Are you gonna you're gonna come back and try to sue me? You're gonna try to do something here? Look, I'm telling you this. Put it on a napkin if you're gonna forget. Outside of that, I'm telling you this is no what way. we're doing. And I said, okay, Did no problem. Did I, we have a napkin. Yes, he. I have his signature and my signature on a napkin, and I have that there. I and still have it as a memory. Is it framed in the, at the office? Or is oh, it, yeah. Is I have, no, I have so, it. I have that one saved at home because it's special. That is, that is so cool. I, I mean, yeah. that, those are the legends. Those are the things that, you know, you, you tell your kids about, and then they'll tell their kids about. And, um God, I really love that. That that's so cool. And but as far as like, and then extra anejo. So, so the yeah, there, there's the we start out with the blanco. So blanco is uh, tequila at, at its purest form. Uh, it's not aged. Uh, literally, just the way it comes out, right? So it's the agave, and the where you get different tastes, different aromas. Um, uh, the the palates, the way it's different with different uh, blancos. Um, Blanco silver, same thing, is the way the agave, uh, you know, certain agaves, how long it's in the ground, the sweetness, the sugars in the uh, the agave. So it's got to meet certain guidelines to be able to fit your profile, the taste. Um, then the way they cook it, some uh, are cooked slower, longer periods of time. Others uh, are cooked a little bit less. Temperatures, all that stuff has to factor in just the, I mean, you know more about this than, than I do you doing everything from, from start to finish. We do, you know, low, we do low and slow barbecue. Yeah. Long periods of time. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's going to give you uh, just a different touch, a different hint of everything. I mean, they go as far as they know what type of music they, they play uh, with ours. They play some sort of classical music while it's cooking. And I, at first I laughed and they looked at me and they were about to smack me. They said, don't ever laugh again. Okay. I won't laugh again. I promise you. Um, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> it was Not there. Um, music? Is there classical I don't know. Music? I don't know actual, what goes on there. No, it's, it's actual classical music. Oh, wow. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's your response. Uh, response to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's a pit master, if it's a what? What is a master called? What somebody that's actually uh, doing a maestro, maestro taquilero. 
and what what designates them as a maestro tequila? Somebody that does that. The governing body, the CRT, oh, they, the CRT. Really? Yeah, they give them uh, the they give them the uh, the rights, and they know uh, who who works uh, with um, uh, with them. So the guy that we work with, uh, you know, very famous guy. Uh, his name is uh, Leopoldo Solis. Right. Leopoldo Solis, he actually is the one who's responsible for the Don Julio brand. He did the Don Julio 1970. He is the one who, by accident, you know, made a clear Añejo. So that's, you know, that's a whole another story that I could tell you uh, one of these days. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely go down there and we'll, we'll all tell the story together, right? <laughs> exactly. That would be fun. Oh, well, you know, it'd be fun to do one of these uh, there out in the uh, the agave fields. Uh, yeah, people, educate people, and do the whole thing. That would be cool. We bring uh, we bring our professional camera crew, and we'll get the drone, and we'll get the whole story. For sure, learn learn the pe- learn the people that are actually uh, putting that together. I mean that that's such an incredible story. I really uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. But one thing I, I definitely want to touch on before we go, um, everything we talk about will be in the show notes. Um, Stover, my producer Ian, uh, is one of our writers who's going to write an article about um, your guys' story because it's 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 so cool because in 2020, this is. These are the things that draw us to a brand. It's more than just a tequila. This is something that it's your family, it's Phil, it's your Tio, it's your father, it's your grandfather, and you're bringing a gift back to the States and selling it, but you're also selling the story and you're helping people along the way, which is something that's so cool. One of the things that Craig reached out to me is that you guys are, as a company, responding to the COVID crisis by doing an industry initiative, which cuts right to our heart, um, given that we've had to lay off um, 27 employees. Um, tell us a little bit about the initiative. Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're very close with the uh, industry. We understand um, that our product is out there now. It's uh, Calipinos out there as a brand. Um, but our biggest ambassadors are the the bartenders, um, the servers, um, just industry itself. Um, so we've gotten to know uh, a lot of people out there uh, in the industry. We understand the stories. Um, and when everything hit, we understand industry is biggest hit uh, out there. So we were trying to figure out what can we do? How can we help? Uh, what can we do to get involved, um, to give back? Uh, right. Like, like I said, from, from the start uh, of this conversation, to us, this is 100% a passion project. We don't have a board that we go to and have to meet certain expectation uh, guidelines. Everything is um, just about what the passion, what can we do uh, for Califino? It's about representing Califino, representing the brand, giving you a good product. Um, so when we realized what was going on with the industry, we knew there was something we had to do. How can we help out? How can we, um, how can we make a difference? especially in San Diego, because that's our backyard. That's who gave us this opportunity. So we, we started brainstorming, coming up with ideas, uh, brought the team in, you know, conference call. Uh, how can we help out guys? You guys are out there all the time. What can we do? So the idea was everything, since everything uh, we've been doing is online, online sales. So we decided uh, we were going to start a fund. 10% of everything we're doing online 
we are giving back to industry. So anyone uh, in the industry that's been affected uh, right now by uh, by what's going on, uh, you can jump on our website. Uh, go to uh, califino.com. Uh, there's a tab on there, industry relief. Uh, fill out the form. Get us back uh, uh, the information. And anything we sell uh, this month uh, online, we're going to get back to to people. It might be uh, a small piece, um, but I think any anything helps when you're going through something like this. So anything we can do, anyone uh, who has the chance, whose industry, who's been affected, um, you know, uh, visit our website. We're we're happy to help out. Uh, reach out to us, send us an email. Um, let's figure out how we can work together and get through this. And, you know, it's a rough time right now for industry, but, you know, together, I think we can all bounce back. I, I agree. And I, I can't, I mean, I, I'm so grateful for your leadership and for doing that. I've already sent our staff, I've sent um, we have some restaurant friends, um, we've sent them the links um, so that those staff can sign up because it, it is every little bit helps and you know people are waiting for the government to step up but as leaders in our our industries what we can do all the every little thing matters um and if that little thing means if it's just a hot meal like i said like like we said from the beginning just just being able to provide a meal to somebody that might not be able to afford it um it means a lot it means it just the fact that somebody cares enough to let someone know that there's help available um is very important in this time. Uh, we're going to put everything we talk about in the show notes. Like we said, how can uh, people best get a hold of Califina Tequila? You guys are on all the social platforms. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Just um, uh, go to um, Califino.com, um, and then from there, like I said, uh, industry. If you want to get involved, we'd love to help you out. Uh, fill out the form. Uh, that way, we can be in contact with you. We'll make sure we reach out to you one on one. It's not going to be. Uh, you know, like uh, an online that that's one of the things also that I that I wanted to make sure uh, with our team. I said, I don't want it to be just an automatic reply. Thank you. Here you're on board. I want to talk to every person I want. You know, I want our team to get in contact with everybody who's being affected, who fills out the form. Just let them know, hey, we're here. What can we do to help? Um, I know uh, I came up with the uh, me and Phil were talking about the idea. All these people. Hey, let's send them out some tequila. Let's get them, to, you know, um, uh, these tough times maybe a little tequila will help you i don't know mm-hmm. something let's just let's well, just I'm, see, I'm you, see what we can do a lot of people that are getting the tiger king <laughs> growlers that's that's for sure they're they're posting pictures of their uh califino fish bowls um they, they've got the the tiger king and they're enjoying netflix so you're absolutely right tequila tequila does help in tough times and in good times yeah yeah just go you know califino.com register uh on there you hit the link find me a bottle uh get a bottle if you want to uh enjoy some good tequila uh like i said we're, we're giving back to the industry of uh uh with all your purchases that you do online and uh if you're not satisfied for whatever reason you don't like our uh, tequila shoot us an email 100 percent uh give you your money back that's amazing. Well, uh, Miguel, Cheeky, Luna, the family, thank you so much. Califino Tequila, we have a, a deep relationship with you guys, which has only become deeper. Um, 
as we continue to get through this crisis, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, this too shall pass. I think everyone will be stronger after this. Um, we're going to enjoy some soccer games, uh, some barbecue and some Calafino down at uh, Pachanga Arena. Hopefully some more championships in the future. But thank you for your time. Um, everybody that listens to this podcast, we're absolutely grateful. We have people all over the world. So no matter where you listen, um, buy some Calafino tequila online, get it shipped to where you're at, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll send you a Cali a Cali fishbowl to uh, to complement that purchase because we'd love to see uh, see those pictures in Norway and Canada and Australia and all over the world. So enjoy that tequila. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, everyone out there.